You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. This is the Thunder Quack Podcast. The official podcast of Thunder Quack Podcast Network where anything can happen. So strap yourselves in and hold on to your butts. It's Thunderquack time! Hello and welcome back to the Thunderquack podcast, the official podcast of Thunderquack.com, which you can get early every Tuesday, every other Tuesday. That's we we, we determine that, right? Every other Tuesday over at Patreon.com slash Thunderquack. Uh, or, you know, you can wait and get it late. Uh, uh, something about Patreon producers. It comes out on Fridays for everybody else. If you're a Patreon producer like JJ Samuel or Brian Murowski, then then you're definitely getting it early. Uh, but uh, uh, it's a podcast. We're going to talk about <laughs> Kiki stuff. Uh, a million trailers came out yesterday. We're going to talk about, well, I mean, like over the last week, I guess, because some of them came out ahead of the quote big game we're not allowed to say the other word we're not allowed to call it what it is because the we'll superbly alorific al- game yeah um even that i think is like they're now they're like super litigious right um uh. <clears throat> somebody would have to be listening to the podcast for us to get sued so i think we're safe <laughs> but i <laughs> i'm one of your hosts michael cohen and i'm your other host amanda conkin don't worry, what there's I, no sports people listening here. <laughs> yeah. What I want to do is like is is just like go longer and longer every week before we introduce ourselves. <laughs> On the intro? <laughs> yeah, to to the point where it's like, did they finish the intro yet? It's like, no, we just did the whole episode and then like right before we And then we say, by the way, yeah. this is who we are. I I yeah, man, so many things to talk about. I'll just say, because Amanda, you probably haven't watched any of the new Sonic the Hedgehog 2 trailers, um, so there's not a lot uh, to discuss excuse there. Excuse you. Have I you? Definitely have you watched have. them? Yeah. Oh, okay. Of course I have. Cool. Uh, so, okay, so uh, pop quiz, Hotshot. What's the uh, what what's what's the most exciting thing in the most recent Sonic the Hedgehog trailer? Okay, well, because I don't know what it actually would be. It's the isn't it? It's the big like metal thing, like the big like mech or whatever. Isn't yeah. Okay. Cool yeah. Thing? So you have watched okay. it. Uh, I just super quick. Uh, in the nature of the blue hedgehog himself, will be really fast. <laughs> I said that when I when we when we got the first one two years ago today actually, I I the last movie that I saw in the theater before the pandemic. Uh, car and I went and saw it and it blew our minds uh, and it was so good and it had no right being as good as it is. We have watched it no less than 10 times since then. Um, wow. I love it. It is uh, it is one of my favorite family movies for sure. Like awesome. if, if we kind of like put it into that category, um, like just sort of the kid, you know, I, I yeah. friendly family sort of thing, like like all the Disney movies and whatnot. It is. It's like it's in like the top three, I, which I never thought I was going to get a Sonic the Hedgehog movie in live action that actually, actually delivers. Decent. Right. Yeah. Much less that I'd be getting a sequel. 
and that that sequel would also have tails. I mean, it would have to have tails, right? But it's also got Knuckles. Not to mention the fact that Knuckles is voiced by Idris Elba. Like, what? No, that doesn't oh, make I any sense. Know, I didn't know that he, he voiced yeah. Knuckles. That's hilarious. And then to get that trailer and for them to be like, hey, check it out. Sonic and Knuckles are going to be snowboarding, which is like such a classic <laughs> Sonic trope. I uh, So fantastic. And also, uh, Robotnik has a giant mech. Which, like, <laughs> it just, like... Because in the last movie, if I'm being perfectly honest, as much as I love it, and I said all that good stuff about it, his ship at the end is really cool looking, but it doesn't have the aesthetic. Like, it's a very different direction, right? And yeah. I say all of that, and, and and I'll, like, put the asterisk that, like, Andy Poon, our friend, designed that thing, right? Like, he, like he, he worked on it. Or did he design... I think he worked on the on the 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 jet. Um, he definitely worked on the costume uh, for Robotnik. But I I so like we know we know people who worked on that movie. It's still not my favorite thing ever because it just like it just doesn't have that Robotnik feel to it, right? Like Robotnik has a certain aesthetic to his stuff in the video games that that uh, that that was kind of missing. It was it was too it was almost like too nice. It was too cool. But it's fine. It fit for what they were doing in that movie, and 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 I like it for what it is. It's a good design. But as a but as like a hardcore Sonic fan, it's not a giant Eggman robot. And then they're like, "Hey, in the new one, it's a giant Eggman robot, and it's like bigger than it's ever been in any of the video games." Like it's they were like, "You, we heard you guys like giant Eggman robots, so we put a giant Eggman <laughs> robot in your giant Eggman robot." Like it, it is. I can't believe that this movie is a real thing and that I am going to get to sit in a theater uh, with, with Kara and watch this and hopefully Cassie can sit as well. But I, that poor little girl, just like a little quick segue. Yeah. They try so hard to get her to watch. (laughs) And she just has no, she has no interest and it's adorable because she'd rather do anything else. And then Kara, but Kara, like, Kara's pretty good at it. Like, you have trained yeah. that girl to watch movies, and I, it's impressive, like, when she was real. I old. used to, I used to take credit for it, but then mm-hmm. Cassie being Cassie, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> if there's any credit to give to Kara here, it's just genetics that, like, she's <laughs> just, she's just comprised of, I know that it's, like, gen, like, like, from a biological standpoint, it's 50-50, like, that's how science works, but... But but there are also dominant genes and and uh, uh, recessive genes, right? And so like all of the dominant genes from me of like the geeky stuff and like loving movies and TV and and all of that stuff, Kara got all of it. Cassie none <laughs> zero zero. Cassie doesn't care. Yeah. She's like whatever. And I just know like I'm gonna have to like sit through field hockey games or something. It's just uh, uh, and I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna okay, love it go. because I love her. But. <laughs> But but Car and I are definitely like simpatico with that stuff. We're on yeah. the same wavelength, yeah. and we ha- and that's been like since day one. Like I talk about, I took her to the movies when she was, but it was like before her first birthday. We went and saw the Muppet movie in the theater. Oh wow! And she sat through the through the whole movie, 
like the last probably 20 minutes she because she'd been in her stroller for it so in the last 20 minutes she was getting fidgety she got out of the stroller and sat on my lap to watch the rest of the movie but she she finished the muppet movie i'm not talking about muppets we're not talking about like like whatever that was 2018 2020 whatever it was uh not 2020 like no even older than that like 2012 or something like that muppet movie with with uh jason siegel that's not the muppet movie we're talking about we're talking about like steve martin like oh wow moving right along muppet movie which is a slow movie with a lot of grown-up jokes that go right over a kid's head and she wasn't right. even like a year old and she sat through that. So like it with Cara, like it's been since day one. She is, she, it's just who She's she is. It. She loves it. Nice. So, so yeah, Cara and I are going to be sitting glued to the screen for Sonic and uh, Crystal is probably going to be running around the theater trying to keep Cassie from ripping seats off of their hinges <laughs> and stuff. God knows what she'll be doing. But um, it's never going to go away. Just so you know, me and my sister, there was a lot of things that when we were younger, my sister was cranky and yeah. she cried a lot and she was always hungry. And I feel like a lot of those things are, are still true. true to this day. <laughs> I, she's not so here to hangry. defend herself either. So <laughs> she <go> is ahead. <laughs> not. Anyways, carry on. So Sonic 2 anyway, is Sonic shaping 2. up to be just as much fun, if not more fun than the first one. I can't wait. It looks fantastic. Um and uh, yeah. I, uh, they, they they tweeted today because it's Valentine's Day. I uh, I the scene it's in the first trailer of um when when Robotnik comes back and uh, and Agent Stone is like working at the the coffee shop and he just like drops the coffee because because he's like the doctor is back. He's so excited. They like they they showed a little bit more of that scene as like a like a Valentine's Day thing because Agent Stone is in love with. Dr. Robotnik and one of one of my friends on Twitter replied to it with like this is like I can't remember exactly what they said but it was like like uh like like it's total gay energy or whatever like or there's totally gay gay goals or something like that where and I was like I was like yes absolutely and I love that like the marketing is is not afraid of it you know like Disney is with Star Wars they're they're terrified they're terrified to imply that anybody um, who's who's like queer in any way even watches their content it's it's right, actually yeah. it's getting to the point now where it's actually kind of super frustrating it was just a little bit of an annoyance when like rise of skywalker came out and oscar isaac was like i wanted to make poe gay but they wouldn't let me and i was like yeah that's dumb i understand why though now i'm at the point where i where it's like make someone in star wars gay or i'm lighting it on fire like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm really like, I'm not asking for anything crazy. Just make a gay character. Right. Like, I feel like that's so, that's so not asking for much in yeah. 2022 to just like make up, make a pretend space wizard, like another pretend space wizard. That's the same gender. Right. Like, I mean, they did in, they did in Rise of Skywalker. There, there was there were two background characters that kissed yes a, a, a character who is in all three movies 
in the sequel, but then is never named in a single one of those movies. Kisses another woman. You're oh, right. I didn't know she wasn't named. She oh, has well, she, she has you a name, but nobody ever says it. In no, the you movies. have to be named in the film. That's yeah. not cool. You have to I, I do, may, somebody has to use your name. Somebody might, maybe somebody does in in the Last Jedi, but I don't think that anybody ever says her name. Um, <clears throat> but anyways, I mean, like, make a but lead yeah. character gay. Let yeah, Oscar yeah. Isaac and John Boyega kiss. It's it. You know, and, and go ahead, but like, do it. Go ahead and do it in a way that can be edited out for foreign audiences, because then your movie isn't even legally allowed to play in some countries. I, I am, and this is the perspective of a mostly straight cisgendered white guy. So take that for what it's worth. Many, many grains of salt, a whole pile of them. Uh, I barely am even allowed to have an opinion on this, but. But like, I feel like that, like, you know, if, if that's what we got to do in order to get it for us, I feel like that's a, it's a, it's a, 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 a price that I'm okay with, um, for Star Wars to just do something a little well, bit it's, gay. The thing but... is, it's the bare minimum, right? Yeah, it's the exactly. bare minimum of like, because it doesn't actually count in many like, like spectrums of like representation where you're yeah. like, if you can cut it out, it doesn't even for sure. anything. But... I would prefer that it's more like Eternals. Where, like, for all of the flack that I'll give Eternals for being a very boring film, and, like, I have no intention of ever watching it again, the fact that Feistos, like, it's not just an aspect of his character, it's actually a plot point in the story, right? Like, like his relationship with his husband, it's not like, he's not like, I'm gay, so I'm gonna save the world. It's like, I love this man, therefore, this, like, humans are worth fighting for, right? Like, it's a part of the plot that, that that he has a family and it just so happens it's it it is from my perspective again great many grains of salt salt raining from the sky but from my perspective it's like that's what you want right like that's what like like and when i say like it's 2022 you gotta at least put a gay person in this right Mm -hmm. like i'm not talking about like like you know what we should have what we deserve which is like have some like non-binary characters have a trans character have like especially in star wars where like like have an entire species where there's like 16 genders doesn't like it 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 defies categorization and make that a part of the story because you can and that's what sci-fi is for and that's what we're supposed to do with star wars but instead we'll, we'll just put some robot parts on some people and we'll act like we did something diverse you know, and I, I love the mods. Well, let's talk a little bit about Boba Fett right now. I loved a lot of what they did on Book of Boba Fett. We're not going to spoil plot necessarily, but like just talk about some of the cool stuff in it. Because Amanda has actually watched the entirety of it, which I'm, I was Woo-hoo! proud of her and surprised by. Um, <laughs> but I... I Well, it, mostly because people didn't tell me that it was a story within a story. And then it got interesting because all the spoilers kept coming up on my feed. And I'm like, oh... Mm. I'll watch this show. Yeah. I, but um, yeah, I mean like I, I, I love a lot of the directions that they pushed it. I also feel like uh, after the third episode, it, it, the story falls apart. Like it just kind of splinters and goes off in six different directions and never really comes back in a satisfying way at the end. Crystal and I just watched the last episode again last night her first time, my second time watching it. And um, it's so much fun. And the whole series is so much fun. 
But in those first three episodes, I really felt like they built something up with. I don't think that this is a spoiler, like the because it's sort of it was already implied by what we got in Mandalorian, right? His time with the Tuscans was so impactful, and then like on in the fourth episode, they're just like we're shutting it down. It's done. That part of the yeah, story's done. Yeah. And it's so unsatisfying. And I was really holding out that like by the end of the season, they were going to bring it back around. Yeah. That, that something that it was like, Oh, we don't know the full story. And they tried. I think they thought that what they gave us at the end was enough of a like, Hey, and then this comes back and there's consequences to it. But it's like, Mm, I I don't think that anything would have played out any differently. If that wasn't an aspect of, of, of what gets said you know what i mean like it's i'm yeah. kind of dancing around it but like if a certain character didn't say a certain thing to him i don't think that it would have stopped them from having the fight that they had right like it wouldn't have been like oh you know what i think we can come to terms on this let's let's ha- sit down and have a drink i think they were still gonna fight each other <laughs> it was gonna happen regardless so it was kind of like i don't know i what i wanted was certain characters to make a surprise come back at the end and save the day. And that's not something that happened. Um, That's not to say that they couldn't course correct in future seasons of television shows and bring back certain characters. Cause you know, it's, it's entirely possible, but um, yeah, I'll put it this way. There was a romantic angle that I found really, really interesting that I invested very heavily in by the end of the third episode um that that is then sort of uh potentially squashed but that there's maybe maybe just a shred of a possibility of that character coming back um but again star wars is terrified of having anything remotely resembling a relationship in any of their stories anymore i don't know what happened after the last jedi but they, I think, like, they did that. Like, Ryan Johnson was like, hey, Pride and Prejudice in Space. And a whole bunch of women were like, oh my God, Star Wars for us. And then a whole bunch of whiny man babies were like, what are you talking about? They're just friends. And then everybody yeah, fought for good. four years. And Lucasfilm is like, don't ever do that ever again. The most, <laughs> the, the most that you can ever get is Han Solo kissing a girl. Because we know that Han Solo kisses girls. So that's okay. They like it when Han Solo kisses girls. But like Luke Skywalker has to be like a, but he has to be like, just, just like completely androgynous, which is fine. If that's a statement that you're going to make, I, I not androgynous, but like, like asexual, right? It's fine. If that's a, if that's a statement, right. But it's not a statement. It's just like a, it's just like a, Luke is never going to, we're never going to talk about it because it brings up stuff about Mara Jade from the legend stuff and everybody's just going to get mad no matter what we do. So we're not going to do anything. And it's like, Hey, how about you guys pick a lane? Just, just pick a lane, figure out what Star Wars means and do something with it. And then do something about it or just make, make different stories for different people. Okay. Um, this is like a spoiler for Mandalorian season two. That's fine. People have had their chance. Okay. But like, so, Luke exists, and Ahsoka Tana exists. Yeah. It would it be super weird if they got together? Yeah. Is she yeah, like it's inappropriate. His grandma. 
She's like his aunt. She's like his cool aunt. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Okay. She's like she if if in a in a circumstance where the Jedi Order doesn't fall apart because Anakin makes the right choice, which is the second that he finds out that Padme is pregnant, he goes to Obi Wan. He says. Obi-Wan, I have something I need to tell you, and then we need to figure out how to deal with this. Padme is pregnant. I love her. And then Obi-Wan goes, cool, you should just leave the Jedi Order. And then and then Anakin would be like, but I'm supposed to be a great Jedi. And then Obi-Wan goes, yeah, and you can do whatever you want. Like, no one can stop yeah. you from using the Force. No one's going to yeah. take your lightsaber away. You just can't be a part of the order because we have rules in the order. And like you yeah. already you you're already a you're already a Jedi, dude. Like, go. <laughs> go yeah. do this other thing. We got this. It's fine. It's not a big deal. I'm gonna i I'm gonna finish the war and uh, you know, you just go go be a dad. And so if that happens and Obi-Wan and everybody it because Palpatine doesn't have Anakin, so he doesn't know what to do. So he's like, I'm going to use Dooku. And then Dooku sucks. So he doesn't, they, they, <laughs> he ends up, his whole plan ends up falling apart. They find out that he's the Sith Lord. Uh, Anakin doesn't run in when Mace Windu's about to execute Palpatine, which is the right call, and, and be like, no, you can't do it. And then he's like, this isn't the time for a conversation. And then gets, you know, his hand cut off and thrown out a window, but instead just kills Palpatine in that moment and it's like oh we did it we defeated the sith lord anakin is happy with padme the order is still intact it's very flawed but you know it could be worse uh and anakin and padme have their kids and ahsoka's already left the jedi order at this point and she shows back up and it's like oh this is your aunt this is this is auntie ahsoka right because she's like she's like 19 (laughs) when they're born so it's like yeah no it would be weird it would definitely be weird um okay. no it's not it's not an appropriate that, relationship i don't know i but i just like that they're both alive that's just cool yeah to me it's fantastic there's like they can just tell all the possibility <coughs> of storytelling with star, with star wars is just so infinite and it, it's just so exciting and it just i don't know i i am at the right. cynical point where like i agree with you in in um in the sentiment but but Lucasfilm is so terrified to tell any stories of consequence that they just keep, they just keep giving us these like snippets. That's a pun, by the way, if you're a hardcore Clone Wars fan, that's a, that's a very funny pun. Uh, Matt Campbell right now is like, that's a good one. Very funny. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not even. I was about to explain it. I'm not gonna explain it. If you don't know, that's your fault. I know. Go Snip watch the a, clone. Is it Snip a character? Is it Snip a character? Yes, Ahsoka's nickname is Snips. That's what. That's what. Okay. Okay. I, I, gotcha. Anakin uh-huh. calls her. Um, I made you explain the joke. Ma. You did. But they just <laughs> they just keep giving us like like they keep giving us crumbs and going like and but it's at the point where like they've now compromised so much of the meal by just giving us tastes of it that it's like, it's like, please tell us the story of how Kylo Ren, how Ben Solo becomes Kylo Ren, right? Like, like give us the rest of the context around what happens in the last Jedi, please tell that story somewhere. And they're like, um, here's a comic book that kind of tells the story, but like, 
we're not really going to let anything happen in the comic because we might want to do something else later on. So we want to like give ourselves room to, to tell a story later. And it's like, it's like this procrastination thing of like, they keep just kicking the can down the road of like, okay, guys, here's a little piece. We're not going to tell that story right now, but like it's there. And it's like, Honestly, stop being a tease and just either like give us the goods or don't, right? Like like <laughs> in 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 a in a culture of consent being very important. I want to be really clear what I mean by that. But like but it is a thing of like of like what's going on here? What is this relationship? Are are we going to do this or not? Right? Because Star Wars keeps going like you know, like if you stick around, maybe I'll Maybe I'll maybe I'll let you do some stuff. And it's like, <laughs> listen, this Star is a Wars. Very weird analogy. I've been in this relationship with you for a very long time. I think I've shown you that I'm committed, and you can trust me. So either this is going to happen, or it's not. And and Star Wars continues to be like, I don't know, maybe. And it's like, stop it, knock it off, just tell a story with Luke Skywalker. Stop having like these like like tertiary moments of like and you know what he's up to it's like yes please just make a story of consequence about it right and it's like it's like huh ben solo shows up in this lego short what why are you telling us this part of his story in a lego short that no one's gonna watch right but they do legitimately um Yes, there. Yes, there. There's. Yes, there are stories that are like, "Hey, we're gonna play with the character of Ben Solo with Kylo Ren with these things," and it's like we're gonna imply more stuff about his relationship to Snoke and what happened there. But it's in a Lego movie. It's in a Lego holiday special where Ray gets a rock that allows her to go back in time. Like it's 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 insane that that's the most Raylo content that we've gotten since Rise of Skywalker is in a damn Lego. And like, I love Lego star Wars. So like, this is coming from somebody who thinks that that content is phenomenal, but the point being that like, it shouldn't be in a Lego star Wars holiday special with like three vignettes in it. It should be like, you should tell these stories in real meaningful ways Um, or don't, or just don't just go tell some other story. Right. But they're so terrified because of what happened with last Jedi and solo to tell the wrong kind of story with the most bankable characters that they're just not doing anything that's important at all. And they're just like the, the, the most like major thing that's been announced recently is actually just got announced today. Cause it's Valentine's day is they announced that they're putting out a book about Han and Leia's wedding. And then their, their honeymoon and their honeymoon. Oh, wow takes place on the 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 halcyon whatever it's called which is the starship that is the galactic star cruiser in florida the hotel the new hotel where you go and like you stay and it's like they pretend you're on a cruise in outer space which i'm so excited i want to do it so badly oh it costs thousands of dollars like you understand i would like to do it okay i've seen 
It's ridiculous. Have, how it, it is not. I have no children reasonable. nor a mortgage, Michael. Yeah. I can go. Yeah, go have spend. fun. If somebody on this podcast wants to come down with me to Florida, like honestly, nobody can go because everybody has the same reaction you do, and yeah. I'm like, I want to do it, but it's like that price tag is just so absurd that I cannot, in good conscience, it support it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, I mean, yeah. I, well, the thing is, again, it's it's like a very specific kind of of thing where I would have to not, you know, yeah. I can I could save up for a down payment on a house this year, or or you could do that. I could go. Yeah. I could go. Here, here's the Star thing. Wars, like, here's the thing, and I'm gonna sound like like I take it too seriously, but just humor me for a minute. No, I do. Walt Disney had a very specific dream for Disneyland, and. Like he sat in a park and watched his kids on, on a merry-go-round, right? A carousel. And it was like, he was like, I want like, like there should be a place where families can go that like is this, but better, this, but better and bigger. And like the full thing, like this is just a little carousel in the middle of a park in the middle of a bad neighborhood sort of thing, not a bad neighborhood, but like the rest of the neighborhood is like, whatever right like there's industrial three blocks away there's commercial stuff over there like there should be a place for families to go and and he was like i'm gonna make that place and that's what disneyland grew out of right that's why the carousel is in Fantasyland at the center right he like he had a vision and a dream for that and it was meant to be accessible it was meant to be for everyone and in the last 20 years Disneyland has slowly gotten away from that to the point where it's like the ticket prices and ticket prices have to go up inflation and, and the cost of things and whatever. Yeah. And that's fine. They should also be paying their employees a lot more money along with that. Raise your ticket prices. As long as people are getting a living wage, I don't care. I'll pay more money for it. That's coming from a privileged place of me being able to afford to pay higher ticket prices. Some people can't. So that's still another thing that bugs me. Right. Right. But this one takes that and goes so far past what Walt Disney wanted for his theme parks, for his attractions. Even when they were building Disney World when he died, there still the idea was not we're going to build it bigger and better so we can charge more money. The idea was we're going to build it we're going to we're going to put all of this in one place so that people can go and they can experience all of these things in one vacation without having to go on six different vacations to do all of these different things right, right. like he was still thinking with the with all of the different parks at at Walt Disney World Resort of like this is affordable this is this is the most affordable thing we'll do it in Florida it's cheap right? It's cheap to stay in Florida. People can get here from on the East coast. Like he was, he was always thinking in that way. And, um, and I mean, like he also wanted to make money, but, but he had business people on the other side of it that were always mad at him because he was always like, and then we're going to do this. And they're like, yeah, but how are we going to make money off of that? And he's like, I don't care. We're doing this for the people. The money will come, whatever. Right. Like he was, he was very much an ideologist in that way. And this galactic star cruiser is like the antithesis of that ideology. And it, it upsets me because it's like, 
this is the thing that everybody was upset about when Disney bought Star Wars, that they were going to do stuff like this. And they have. And it's like part of that part of me being upset is like, I'm mad that I like I would I, I don't know how we would save up to do that. I don't know how it's right. not that we couldn't. We could. I don't know what we would be giving up, whether it's a bigger house or, you know, like an education for the girls or a new car. Like those should not have to be the conversations for a two night stay at a hotel that just has LED screens instead of windows, because that's what we're talking about. We're not talking. It doesn't actually fly into space, guys. It's just a building with no windows where they're piping in sound effects to make you think you're on a starship. How is that so much more money than a hotel? It it doesn't make sense except that they know that some people are going to pay it. And I'll bet you anything within the next five years, they're going to reduce the costs on it significantly because they're going to burn through that audience in the first six months of it being open. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be like, well... The Disney bloggers have already gone, guys. They're not going again. No. Like, did you did you change it? They're not coming back. So, like, it's going to be real exciting for the first year. And then all of a sudden, it's going to be like, how come nobody's booking stays? Well, it costs a family of four $10,000 to stay at this resort for two days. And that's not even enough time to do anything else in Disneyland. So they're like you're doing your two days at the Galactic Star Cruiser and then you're transferring over to one of the other resort hotels for the rest of your $7,000 Disneyland right. trip. Right. Yeah. So it's like it's not even like a replacing your your Disney World trip. It's actually just like a tax to go do this other thing on top of what needs to also be another Disney world trip. Cause you're not going all the way to Florida just to go for two days to the star cruiser. One of which you get to go to galaxy's edge and go on two rides. Right. Cause there's only two rides in galaxy's edge. So like it just, it, the, I look at it and I go like that. How is this sustainable? This isn't sustainable. There's no way that they can do this for the next 10 years at these prices because they're just going to run out of those people. Unless the experience is so good that like you are going to blow your savings on this thing and come back and be like, this was so amazing. I am going to work overtime hours to pay for another trip to it. But I don't see that being the reality. I actually see you going and doing it and coming back and going like, I don't think that that was actually worth me spending all of that money, but I guess I'm glad (laughs) I did it. Right. Like you'll like you'll have to justify it because you did spend that money. You did just spend four grand on a two night stay or whatever it is. Right. Um, They're not even nice rooms like (laughs) the kids beds are like are like recessed bunks in the wall, which is a very cool Star Wars thing. It's not a nice hotel room. Hey, hey, go sleep in a cupboard, kid. Like it's not that's not. It's a fun experience. It's not nicer than staying at the Kilimanjaro uh, suite where you walk out onto your balcony and there's a flipping giraffe eating from a tree 10 feet away from you. Right? Like, I'm sorry. That's a, there's, there's that's a that. thing at, in Florida. So like if I'm going oh, to no Florida way. and I'm paying like $4,000 for two nights, that's what I'm doing. That's what yeah. I'm doing. I mean, I want to wake up in the morning and look and see the Serengeti out my window. Right. Like I like, like 
I can put a 70 inch screen on the other side of my window and, and pipe in uh, an annoying hum sound and pretend I'm on a spaceship at home. I can do that. It's fine. <laughs> I'm glad you're not bitter about this at all, though. We're supposed to be talking about trailers, Amanda. Sorry. It's okay. The Star Wars tangent. I'm in a very Star Wars brain right now. I'm planning my whole life for like yeah. the next like three months, and Star Wars is coming up. I don't know. Disneyland. Book of Boba Fett is is somewhere between uh, uh, good and great um with some disappointing cool. moments i think everybody who hasn't watched it should go watch it and then go listen to faster more intense where joe and i have and i will say talked about every everybody that has watched the first three episodes it's like regardless that's not the show <laughs> right whether <laughs> yeah. you like it or whether you hate it right it's like watch watch it and then again if you like it cool Hopefully you keep liking it. And if you don't like it, just get through the first three episodes and then it yeah. changes dramatically. Because so it's going like it. to be a different thing. I, yeah. I, Jurassic World Dominion. Speaking speaking of things that might not be what they seem, the trailer for Jurassic World Dominion finally came out. They've, they, they've been marketing this movie for four years. Um, and part of that's the pandemic. Part of that is Colin Trevorrow not knowing how to properly make a movie. Um, <laughs> thank goodness he was kicked off of Star Wars. I, I, I firmly believe because Kathleen Kennedy is an executive producer on the Jurassic movies as well. I firmly believe that the conversation went down like this. She was like, look, Colin, we know what this is. You're not making the next Star Wars movie. This, this script that you guys have, this is awful. This is not the direction we want to go. We're we're changing course because of everything that's happened in the last couple of years with uh, the Last Jedi and and Solo. So um, here's here's what I'm gonna let you do. You can do whatever you want with that third Jurassic movie, because nobody <laughs> cares at this point. It's still gonna make money, but that last one was it. Like like Fallen Kingdom stunk up the place so bad. I don't think you can do worse. And, uh, and, and he probably said, cool. So I can just do whatever I want. And she was like, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like, don't try and fit four movies worth of content into one movie. But, um, and he was like four movies worth of content into one movie. That is what I'm going to do. And he left that meeting (laughs) and got on the phone and was like, I don't know who's writing it, but whoever's writing it with him. He was like, he was like, Hey, you know, all those ideas we had, put them in the movie and the guy was like which ones and he's like all of them just put all of them in the movie and in the trailer it's just like that's what the trailer is they're like hey dinosaurs in the snow uh dinosaurs in the desert uh dinosaurs in a movie theater uh dinosaurs on an airplane i i don't know just put dinosaurs everywhere you guys uh uh, a big facility in the middle of the jungle where i guess they're probably gonna have a bunch of dinosaurs or something i don't know you guys what dinosaurs should we put in this? Let's put all of the dinosaurs in this one. And it's just like, hey, did anybody ever think at any point, maybe we should have a story in this film? And it was like, no, because we're going to put the three people from the first movie in this one for the first time since the first movie. And it's like, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. There's a know. quote I'm, that you're gets being used. Pessimistic. There's a quote. Well, hey, look. If I set my expectations low, there's only room to go up, right? So that's fair. fair. Um, and after Fallen Kingdom, my expectations could not be lower. 
That movie is terrible. I've only seen it once. I didn't and watch you, it. Like, I didn't watch it. But like you know how Wait. much I care about Jurassic Park, right? Like, oh, yeah. like yeah. yeah, it's a defining movie for me. So the fact that there's one of them that I've only ever watched once and have no intention of watching again. Um, I'm, I guess I have to watch it with Kara before we see the third one. Because otherwise she won't know anything about Kara doesn't a certain freaked character. out by these movies. They're very scary. No, she loves them. I, I, what did we talk about earlier? She's she's me. She's I just know. a smaller you version of me. You very just you just lucked out with her. Yeah, she's, she's awesome. She's incredible. Um, the other kid, and I need to take her leave her. I, I, <laughs> that's so mean. No, Cassie is incredible in completely different ways because Cassie has one so of the for... best senses of humor of any person I've ever met in my life. And when she <laughs> when she's actually smart enough to craft a joke, she's gonna be very funny. Because right now it's <laughs> like she'll just do something, and you're like, "You're ridiculous." I know you just did that for a laugh. Um, but yeah, when she's actually clever enough to 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 turn a phrase or something she's going to be a very funny person but i get um, excited i'm excited by the prospect of her doing field hockey i think that'll be <laughs> i'm be, so terrified be. that i'm gonna have to watch she's, soccer oh my god she's gonna be so good at it, oh, <sighs> so good at it. probably she's but anyways like dominate the field i i just anyway. like there's a reason why all three of them have not been in a single jurassic movie since the first one and it's because there is no context, there is no story that makes sense for the three of them to be together on screen again, running around being chased by dinosaurs. I am very curious to see what Colin Trevorrow thinks that is, because clearly he thinks he figured it out. And if he did, I'm going to be very surprised and I'll eat my words. I will gladly eat my Dr. Grant hat on this one. Because great, then the then that means that the movie isn't an absolute dumpster fire. <laughs> but what I said on Twitter still holds true. There is no way that like, there are way too many cool things in that trailer for the movie to be any good. It is Independence Day with dinosaurs. They should just like Roland Emmerich should get a directing credit. I don't care who actually directed this movie because it just looks like one of his pieces of garbage. That being said, you guys know how we feel about Independence Day. But every movie that he's done since then trying to do Independence Day again, it's like, come on, knock it off. Like, Independence Day to the day after tomorrow. Is the day after tomorrow when it is? I don't know. I, 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 I sorry. What, 2012, I think it was one of his. Um, Moon is Moonfall is the one that's coming out. I, or maybe it already came out and nobody noticed because it's a piece of garbage about the moon's not actually the moon it's actually an alien thing oh, and they're right. gonna shoot all of their rocks at the oh earth gosh. and it's like that's uh some of that is a cool idea um unfortunately it's actually the season finale of beast wars the transformers <laughs> cartoon show from the 90s so um yeah i yeah i and i think that they did it better they definitely did an episode of Doctor Who where the moon was an alien, so. Ho ho like, hollow moon theory and, like, there being, like, aliens inside the moon is, like, a common thing, right? That's, this no. is not this is not it, a new idea. But just, like, yeah, Moonfall moon does not look a, good. A giant egg. It was a giant egg? Okay. And it cracked open and, and, a, and a beast was born from it, yes. 
fantastic. Um, I haven't watched Doctor Who in a very long time. There's probably a reason for that. Um, Jurassic World Dominion looks looks like I mean that trailer is fantastic. The trailer is phenomenal, but the trailer for the first one was really great. The trailers for Fallen Kingdom were really great, and then they just don't hold up. The, the Jurassic World is the best of those two, and will be the best of the three when this one comes out for sure. Like I, I'm very confident in making that assertion without having seen this movie. That doesn't mean that it's good though. Like it is like, there's a, there's a lot about Jurassic world. It's very hard to watch. It's like, you know what? Jurassic world came out in 2015, the same year that the force awakens came out. And when I watch Jurassic world, I have like cringe moments. Like I do from movies from like the early two thousands where it's like, Oh, we have a strong female character in this one. See, she's running around doing all of this in heels. Like they, like they thought the that that was, worst. they thought that that was a feminist statement. And it was like, yeah, maybe when Buffy was still on the air, but like, <laughs> not now, <laughs> not in 2015. Yeah, right. Like, terrible. terrible. Yeah. Cause, and, and that's I, the worst part of that movie. It's like, it makes yeah. it the worst. Like it's just, and so I, I remember when they were promoting it and Bryce Dallas Howard was like, it was like the um the i think it's a it is it ginger rogers like fred astaire and ginger rogers that like her quote was like i do everything he does but backwards and heels right oh, and like right, like yeah, she yeah. like okay. she like referenced that that like oh she's keeping up with with chris pratt with 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 the owen grady character even though like you know she's in here like like it like it was some kind of a statement right and it was like but now i watch that movie and it's just like I mean, like, like logistically, it just doesn't make sense. She can't run in mud with those shoes. That doesn't work. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care how feminist you are. You can't defy the laws of physics. You can't run away from a dinosaur in heels on mud. That's not, it's not going to work. Um, but anyways, uh, we don't need to litigate Jurassic World. I think that everybody is in agreement that it is not as good as the other Jurassic Park movies. It, it, it's a, it takes a lot for people to be like the lost world and Jurassic park are better than that. I personally think that those two movies are great movies. They're just misunderstood. But, um, but, but a lot of people hold the opinion that they're bad movies, the wrong opinion. But, uh, but then you'll say like, yeah, but what about Jurassic world? And they'll be like, yeah, well, you know, they're better than that. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. There's no way, there's no way that this is a cohesive, thoughtful, um sci-fi movie that like posits any questions worth asking it's uh, i there's going to be a really heavy-handed climate catastrophe analogy that's all it's it's in the trailer so it's like hey hey good job guys you already you already fired that salvo so it's not going to do anything for me in the movie because you've already told me that like Laura Dern's character is there to be like, we, we created a climate catastrophe, right. And, or an environmental catastrophe. And then it's like, Oh yeah, there's a bunch of bugs or something. Right. Like it's like, Oh, dinosaurs have thrown the whole world out of equilibrium. Well, yeah, no duh. Right. Like, so, so like I said, like it's a very heavy handed allegory for climate change. Right. It's like, Oh, our, our hubris as human beings has, it's like, yeah, so make a movie about that or make a movie about dinosaurs. 
don't try and make don't try and pretend that that has anything to do like that that's why you made this movie to tell this story you're telling this story because because of the big dollar signs in your eyes every time somebody says the word jurassic attached to these characters right um i don't know it's i think it'll be really interesting because chris pratt when they cast him in the first one was like the guy and i think that the shine is off that apple and it's going to be really interesting to see with this and with guardians volume three like is he still a box office straw does anybody care because he's because he's made some pretty bad movies and beyond that he's done some things that are questionable and said some things that are questionable and you know he's lost a lot of esteem in a lot of people's eyes i think so um yeah i i just i I don't know that i don't know that a movie with him headlining it would be as successful as if they were just like jeff goldblum uh sam neill and laura dern like forget about the other characters they don't matter these are the leads of this movie and and <laughs> Chris Pratt dies in the first 15 minutes right like we're making a statement right and it's like and we get rid of him and we bring back the originals or something like that it's like i think that i think that movie would make more money than the movie where they put Chris Pratt on a motorcycle for 45% of it in Rome or something i don't know he's like in some european city and there's dinosaurs there too i the whole thing is just I, dinosaurs how, everywhere how they're going to explain that like 20 dinosaurs escaped from a mansion in the middle of the States. And now there are dinosaurs all over the world, including ones that didn't exist in Jurassic world that like weren't part of the theme park. And I like, like there are ways to explain that. And if you've watched camp Cretaceous, the TV series, which I have, cause car and I have watched the whole thing. They, they get into it a little bit that there are these other companies engineering their own dinosaurs trying to compete with InGen, right? The company yeah. that, that, that you know, owns Jurassic Park, um, Jurassic World, whatever. Uh, so there, there are these other companies making dinosaurs. And it's just like, you're going to, it's going to, we're going to have to sit through 45 minutes of very bad exposition from BD Wong. for this to make any sense and it's not going to be worth it like like it would be better if you were just like and then all of a sudden dinosaurs started stepping out of magic portals it's like okay cool that only took three seconds to explain it's just as dumb an explanation as and then corporations were like we can make dinosaurs so we will and then we're just gonna unleash them on rome for some reason and it's like like i like cool bigger velociraptors they're not velociraptors they're atrociraptors or something like that which is is like a real thing but like i think it's i think they're a real thing i don't know at this point like like the jurassic franchise has gone so far off the rails with like i made up this dinosaur i made up this dinosaur i made up this and this and this that it's like Okay, so I, I'm I'm assuming that this thing that you've just sent me, Amanda, is is germane to the conversation that we're presently having. It is a hundred percent. It's like a meme where they found um first ever DNA recovered from extinct miniature elephants of Sicily. It's like an article. And then yeah. the, the comment is like Jurassic Park, but it's tiny elephants and nothing goes wrong. 
And then the next person's like, same score, but played entirely on kazoos. And then the final comment is, instead of Chris Pratt, it's Jack Black. And I'm just like, look, yep. Look, fund it. Green lit. Now. Make it. Do it. Do it. Oh my God. Just like, yeah, miniature elephant. Look, if we could, oh my God, if we could genetically re-engineer miniature elephants, who wouldn't want them? Right, right. right. It's like it's like people keep pot-bellied pigs as pets, right? Can I get a miniature elephant? A hundred percent, I'm gonna do it. No, I'm not. But just pets are so much work. But I I am a cat person because they require the least amount of effort. Um, But I will definitely go to a petting zoo. The most high maintenance cat in the world. Well, he's from your perspective, he's mostly fine. Um, That's fair. But yeah, Jack Jack Black and a bunch of miniature elephants <laughs> sounds like a fantastic movie to me. But really, there I mean, like know. anytime you say Jack Black, I'm like, you've got my interest. I'll, I'll I will watch Jack okay. Black in almost anything. Uh, oh, you know what I watched? It's not Jack Black, but it's I watched Marry Me, the movie, the Jennifer Lopez rom com right. with Owen Wilson. <laughs> Congratulations! I'm I'm happy for you. I just, I know that we get it over with. Be quick. Just say what you want to say about it. I just think that if you want exactly what is advertised in the trailer, yeah, you're gonna have a good time. And it was just enjoyable. And I have seen points up the wazoo. I've wazoo seen points because I haven't been able to go to the movies in forever. Yeah. And it's like instead of being a grown up that has a credit card that gives me like travel points, I have a credit card that gives me movie points, <laughs> so I get like free movies. So I just like what a great use of movie points. For me, so I don't know. It's fun. Fantastic. I don't know. I like Jennifer Lopez rom com. Come on. You know Jennifer Lopez has just never been my cup of tea. Just doesn't... she does rom coms so well though. Like she has some real good rom coms. I'm sure. I'm I, like I. Like, I don't disagree with you, but it's just like I, none of them have ever been to my taste. Not your jam. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I'm not judging anybody who likes Jennifer Lopez. It's just not for me. Uh, the thing is, um, Owen Wilson is like that for me. He's not my he's not my jam. He he sort of like rankled me, but he was okay. It I like well it. because because and you're you're talking about things. the least offensive form of Owen Wilson from your perspective, yeah. right? Because he's yeah. gonna like he in a movie like that he's very toned down and just like yeah, a, yeah. Yeah, yeah. a normal guy. He's not he's not annoying as heck. But I mean, I will say like I mean him 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 and Loki is awesome. So, but um. He, his daughter, his, is biracial in the movie mm-hmm. and you never meet the mom. She's just like an ex, like his ex. And like, she comes and picks the daughter up one day at school, but she doesn't speak. And it's just like a really cool, refreshing take on like exes. Like it's never a problem that he has this like ex-wife and she's not actually like part of the story. I don't know. It's just like, a, it's just like a, it was an interesting way to handle like divorce and like mm-hmm. i don't like because and I, I i see that meme all the time because i never watched it but it's like it's some sort of thing where like there's like a dr duven schnorf or something something that he's like a villain of some kind and has like a kid and it's a cartoon of some kind but anyways apparently in the cartoon he does all these ridiculous things but never once does he like try to get back at his ex-wife or anything she just like exists yeah I don't know. I just think it's like a healthy for like like the trends in media to lean more towards families just looking all kinds, and sometimes you know parents just aren't together and they 
It's just a thing that exists. Oh, I don't know. There's it's cute. Watch it. Also, um, I think I think his name is Utkarsh Umbakar Ambakar or whatever his name is. I I like he's Ut Utkarsh. Anyways, he's in Ghost, like the the new like CBC CBS show or whatever, and he's just like in it like for the last little bit and it was super unexpected and he's so weird and it just like added the like <laughs> i don't know i just like really like seeing him and stuff every every now and then and so it was they have they have good cameos for like secondary people that are usually in rom-coms so he's uh he was um he's like uh oh what's his face is like bumpers buddy in pitch perfect i don't know i'm referencing rom-coms that you probably haven't. have you seen pitch perfect it's worth watching no, I, I you know, anytime oh. somebody says, what's the thing that they, it's like ACA something or other. And yeah, like, yeah. Anytime anybody <laughs> says that, it just, Easy. it just upsets me. Like it just, it makes me mad. And I'm like, so this is like that, like they say that a bunch in the movie, like enough, enough that it's like a thing that people say to like reference the movie. And I'm just like, yeah, so this is like, this is just like Glee on steroids, right? That's what it is. I have no interest. I have zero interest. That's that's funny. I I feel like I would just sit there with clenched fists the whole time going like what's happening? Why yeah. why would you make me watch Anna Kendrick do this? Like I cuz I don't want to hate <laughs> Anna Kendrick. That's the thing. So that I want to love Anna Kendrick cuz I do. So like don't make me watch a movie where I have to hate her. And then and okay, then also So we've been you know, yeah, anyway. We talked about like like so because Bryce Dallas Howard <laughs> is connected to both Jurassic Park and uh Star Wars franchises. Yeah. And she is one person that when I was first introduced to her, she rubbed me the wrong way because she was, again, speaking of Anna Kendrick and like first degrees of separation or whatever, she took over for one of the characters on Twilight, like one of the actors, and like replaced the actor that was doing the role. And I just always like was really sad that that actor didn't get to do the movie that was like featuring her. Like it was the, like in the third movie. Bryce Dallas Howard plays a character that had already existed in the franchise and was cast as somebody else. Mm. Anyways, I just got like sad. So Bryce Dallas Howard in my brain took another actor's role. Makes me sad. Anyways. Yeah. Anna Kendrick's rad. That's it. I don't need to talk about rom-coms anymore. I just wanted to say that I feel like it's a rom thin good time. I don't know. (laughs) Were you trying to do like a pun? Like a pun, maybe. Uh, maybe. Headline, like a wrong, wrong, yeah, something, something like that. I'm kidding. Uh, here's my here here without having seen the movie. Here's my uh, I, okay. uh, headline to to catch attention. Marry me, more like bury me. What a snooze fest <laughs> is the that's the that's the subline. It's like what a snooze fest. Um, yeah, that's my. In the, that's you so crack funny. open the Georgia straight to see what movies you're gonna go see because you because the internet barely exists and you gotta look at movie showtimes on a piece of paper. <laughs> that's right next to it. Yeah. All right, <laughs> just dating ourselves. Wow. All right. Thankfully, yeah. nobody nobody under the age of thirty is listening to this podcast. I guarantee it. There's no way that we have Gen Z listeners. I like prove it. Prove it. <laughs> Prove it, because the only people who ever send me messages on social media are definitely in their mid to late thirties. Like, come on, come on, that's our okay, that's our we're audience. A niche market, we're our a niche spot. market, Mike, hey, and it I, just helps that everybody understands what we're talking about. We have an audience. We went from an audience of like ten thousand people with Quiver talking about a show that was terrible that we hated 
to an audience of like maybe 200 people on a good day. I, I, but only ever talking about stuff that matters to us. Right. So like, I'll take it. I'll take it any day of the week. This is so much more enjoyable than having to sit through arrow. I uh, speaking speaking of of broody uh, television antiheroes, uh, Moon Knight okay. got another trailer, and um, I don't have anything to say other than Oscar Isaac is my favorite person, and I think that I'm gonna love this show just by virtue of the fact that it's six hours of him, um, which I think I already yeah. spent forty five minutes a couple weeks ago. Uh, explaining why that is so you guys know how i feel about it that said like the trailer just does legit make me go like this is gonna be this is gonna be something different like we're in we are we are oh yeah buckling up the next few months of marvel content are gonna take us to places we ain't never been before with marvel and i think that's really really exciting because the last year of Marvel content took us to a bunch of places that we've never been before and broke boundaries and was like, Hey, here's that thing that you love, but also like, let's go crazy with it. Like when, when you talk about WandaVision, Loki, uh, uh, far from home, or sorry, uh, no way home. Right. Like, it, like we've gotten some pretty banana stuff in the last, uh, just over 12 months, like, like 13 months. Um, Moon Knight looks like it's going in a very like brutal, intense direction that other Marvel stuff hasn't gone yet, which I'm really excited for. Um, it's kind of got a little bit of that Daredevil, like the Netflix sort of vibe to it. Yeah, it's 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 the it's the darkest thing. Which which I'm excited for because like I'm ready for Marvel to tell some stories like that again and for that for it to actually be part of the MCU this time. Like let's let's build out that universe. I think more and more I think it's entirely possible that we're gonna get Kit Harrington making a, a an appearance at some point on this show. Um because Moon Knight I think is gonna live in that world with Oh, with blade yeah. and uh and and the black knight like i i, I like like setting up like a a very different version of of the defenders or something like that i i don't know there are there are different superhero teams that they could all be but um yeah like like this idea of like putting together these supernatural um this supernatural anti-hero team could be really really cool um so like if the last episode has Kit Harrington show up and he's got the sword and maybe Mahershala Ali steps out of the, the, the shadows and we actually get to see blade this time. Um, nice. Could be very cool. Could be very, very cool. And would be, would, would be, uh, at home in the world that it feels like they're setting up for moon Knight. So super excited about that. Now let's get into like the real one. Dr. Strange in the Wait, multiverse of madness. How many things to talk about today? Oh my so god! Many trailers. Yeah. This trailer, yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm playing it's it epic. right now, um, and it's like it starts and it's like oh, okay, cool. They're just gonna show us more of what they showed us in that like the No Way Home post credit scene. It's like cool. Yeah. Okay, we see a little bit more of America Chavez. I I we see a little bit more of like this multiverse stuff and like oh Stephen Strange, you 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 broke the multiverse and now you got to pay the piper and Mordo is like you're there are consequences to your actions, Steven. And it was like, okay, this is all stuff that we were expecting. Right. Like, like, and like, cool. Awesome. It looks great. I'm, I'm totally down for a dark 
mysterious Doctor Strange movie. Like, let's go. Because I love Doctor Strange. But then we get to the point where they're... Because they show us Wanda and everything again. But then we get to the stuff with Mordo. Where he's like... He's talking about the consequences. And then we start seeing the... um, he get like the the shackles like the 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 handcuffs that are on oh, yeah, doctor yeah, yeah. strange and you're like those aren't quite those aren't mystical those are technological and then they walk around yeah. a corner and there's a bunch of robots with lights in the center of their chest and then we hear patrick stewart talking to other people about doctor strange and i think what he says is something like maybe we should just tell him the truth or something like that um and then there's just so many things in the rest of this trailer that it's like, is that possibly Iron Man? Is it Captain Marvel? Is that this character, that character? So I, it is entirely likely that this is going to be our first moment in the mcu i mean like i think it's basically a lock you hear patrick stewart and you see a guy with a bald head from behind i uh, professor xavier is in the charles xavier is in this movie which means that a mutant not an enhanced not a, a, a an infinity stone powered uh take on a mutant but like a legit x-men character is going to show up in the mcu in this movie I think that that's pretty, I, th- I think that's a lock at this point, right? Like, like, would you say that that's, I, th- I mean, I think we're there. So I only, I only watched it once and didn't pay attention to as many things as you were. So I'll watch it again. Did you not clock that that's, done. that that's Professor no, X? Okay. I didn't. So here's, so here's the, um, the additional information that a comic book fan has that a casual MCU fan doesn't have. Okay. Okay. There is a group of characters from across the M- the the Marvel universe in the comics. I uh, they sort of pull strings and and control things from from the shadows and it was like a like a major revelation that these I think it's six of them. I I I'd have to count them on my fingers in order to know cuz I'm dumb. Uh, hey, by the way, I didn't say it at the beginning of this because we talked about it in the post thing. Like, I, I, I had COVID and brain fog is a real thing. It's a thing that happens with COVID and it's like hard to put words together. Um, but anyways, yeah, there are six of them. And doing things like math in my head is really hard right now. I, I, but it's going away. I, I, in any case, the original Illuminati in the, in the Marvel comics was six It's six white guys, which is a real problem. And I'm hoping that they course correct this in the MCU. But in their original incarnation, and the roster has changed over time. There have been, they've been disbanded and then come back together and blah, blah, blah. This is the Illuminati. You can't get rid of them. Um, Obviously, Professor X is one of them. It's, these are the the most brilliant minds in the Marvel Comics universe. So, uh, Professor X, Namor, the Submariner. I, I, Mr. Fantastic, Reed Richards, Dr. Strange, uh, Black Bolt, who's the wow. leader of the, the Inhumans, and Tony Stark. Wow. 
Okay. And obviously Tony Stark is dead. This is a thing that every time I say it, it is very upsetting for me to say. Yeah. Uh, and the potential that we could see Tony Stark again. Now, like, that could mean a whole bunch of different things. It could mean Robert Downey Jr. Maybe. Maybe he's back. Maybe he's got a cameo. I don't know. It could mean that they're going to recast Iron Man because go watch Loki. (laughs) (laughs) Loki can be a woman with a different name and still be Loki or Mm -hmm. an alligator. So Mm -hmm. Tony Stark from somewhere outside of the MC, like in somewhere in the multiverse can be played by and um, Matt Campbell brought this up with me. He sent me the he sent me the 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 Photoshop of it. It could be Tom Cruise because Tom Cruise was originally supposed to play Iron Whoa. Man. <laughs> that was All supposed right. to be the thing, and maybe they're gonna right. do it now. And that thing that 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 guy that's all blue and he's got some stuff and maybe it's maybe in one shot it's Captain Marvel, maybe in another shot it's Superior Iron Man, who is like a, a sort of an evil take on Iron Man, right? Like ah. I maybe I don't know. Those robots look an awful lot like real upgraded uh, Ultrons, right? Like as if right. like as if Tony didn't botch it and actually like the and the Ultron program program actually worked. So that scene of like that that voice, Patrick Stewart seeing a bald guy from behind, all of those chairs. It is very clear to me that Stephen Strange has broken the multiverse by what by what the Avengers did, or at least they think that Stephen Strange has broken the multiverse by virtue of what he did. We know from Loki that that's actually probably not the case that because what the TVA says when, when Loki's like, what about the Avengers? And it's like, yeah, but they were supposed to do that. Like that was part of, that's part of the sacred timeline. And it's like, but then Loki and Sylvie break the sacred timeline. Right. So it's, so maybe it's actually them. And that's what, like by the end of this movie, uh, strange is going to find out that it's actually, it was actually Loki and Sylvie that did it. Um, and that'll be sort of the consequences of that because we do see, we do see uh, uh, Doctor Strange at the uh, He Who Remains, yeah, in in his little chamber. Oh yeah, right. There's the one yeah. shot of him there. <clears throat> so Loki, it's gonna be brought up. It's part of the story, right? But Spider Man is probably also part of the story, and um, as well as what happened in Endgame, right, with the time travel stuff. So. Um, yeah, so many things and not to mention, like, like all of this stuff with Wanda and, and, and WandaVision all coming back into play in this. Um, and, and yeah, like, like what that's going to do for her character. Uh, yeah. And I, I love that moment where she's like, I, like you do this and, and everybody calls you a hero. I do the same thing. And, and. Uh, like I'm a villain or whatever she says. And it's like, dude, that doesn't seem right, very yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, so yeah. we're going to talk about it. Like we're going to get into it. It's going to be a major part of the story. Um, yeah. The, it, it, this trailer just looks like it's, it's everything that the Jurassic world dominion trailer is, but the MCU has so much 
goodwill stored up that even after Eternals, it's like, hey, we're going to put all of this in one movie. And I'm like, yep. Especially coming off of No Way Home where they're like, hey, 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 do you guys think we can do this? And I'm still I'm still scared to spoil No Way Home because some people, because they can't get to theaters, haven't seen it. But like what they do in Spider-Man No Way Home, it's like it seems like it was a dare and they were and it but a dare that somehow managed to work out in everybody's favor and ends up being one of the best movies in the MCU. It's like, hey, 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 do you think you guys can do this with one of your movies? And Kevin Feige was like, yeah, totally. And then somebody was like, yeah, but you got to let Sony do it. And then they were like, fine, let them do it. And and somehow it worked. Somehow they pulled it off and it wasn't terrible when by all accounts, if like on paper, if you pitched that movie 10 years ago, people would be like, what? No, you can't do that. Audiences are not going to. No, actually, it's made more money than any other Marvel movie. So uh, actually, you can. (laughs) You can. And they did. And they will again. Um, So I think Doctor Strange is like, yeah, even even with Sam Raimi directing it, I still have faith. I still have faith. This trailer is amazing and looks incredible. And uh, I don't, I don't know. Sam Raimi's directing Multiverse of Madness? Yeah. It was originally supposed to be Scott Derrickson who directed the first one. But, um, but he left, he, he, he parted ways with, with Marvel for creative differences. I think that, because Scott Derrickson does a lot of horror stuff and early on they were billing this as like, no, this one's like straight up horror. Like this is a different thing. And I think that at some point multiverse of madness went from a personal, um, Stephen strange being put through the ringer and paying the price for the things that he did in Endgame into, uh, Hey, we need to set the stage for the next five years. And we're going to use this movie to do it. And I think that the conversation was probably like Scott Derrickson going, no, I have a story that I want to tell with this character and Kevin Feige going, yeah, but the bigger picture and, and him going like, cool. Like I like good. I wish you guys the best. (laughs) It's not for me though. Like, and, and, and like in a, like in a very like genuine, cause they seem to have parted on good terms. He doesn't seem particularly upset. I think, I think it's in a way where like Scott Derrickson could come back and do the third, doctor strange movie if things worked out right like if if they wanted to go in that direction but i think like he wanted to make like one of his horror movies but in the mcu with doctor strange and i think that they were like no we got to use this to launch six other movies (laughs) so it was like cool 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 we want different things from this relationship i'm gonna go (laughs) and they were like cool we'll get sam raimi to do it he could use the money I, I and Sam Raimi was like, yeah, but can I put somebody in this movie that's basically me? And they were like, no, oh, we'll see. And so far, it looks like they haven't. I don't know. That's a that's a common thing with Sam Raimi's films. He's like, or not just films, things that he produces and directs. He's like, can I put my brother in it? And he can, he can, <laughs> I can embarrass him while also making him a cool character. Wait, who's his brother? I. I I don't know. It's something Raimi. He's in. Ted he's in. Raimi, Ivan. I think it's Ted. Yeah. Uh, if you ever watch, did you ever watch the like Hercules or Xena? Any of that stuff? Yeah. He's a he's yeah. a character in Xena. 
and he's like okay. he's he's like a silly character and i think that he's in that because of his brother um he's in he's in the spider-man trilogy yeah okay yeah it's, it's, it's that, yeah um but but i mean like the spider-man trilogy that his brother isn't isn't the sam raimi stand-in toby Maguire is the sam raimi stand-in like like right. the the sam raimi spider-man movies are not like hey this is a movie about these are movies about peter parker it's like the the those movies are like hey what if sam raimi was peter parker and it's like that <laughs> and that's why peter parker is such a pathetic sad character um because it's sam raimi being like this is what i was like as a teenager and it's like so that's not really was, the was character he in, was he in xena and that stuff independently or is that connected to sam raimi also I, it's connected to sam raimi because i'm pretty sure that sam raimi because the xena stuff comes out of the hercules stuff and i think sam raimi might have either produced or maybe even directed some of the hercules because you remember those hercules like the kevin sorbo who's uh, uh i never knew bag. which one came first i always thought xena came first no the the hercules. so they did tv movies first oh. before there was a hercules series and then xena mm-hmm spun out of that world that they created that like greek mythology world and then eventually right. they also did the young hercules stuff with ryan gosling which Ugh, that's just classic so classic good fair hey this is corinthian leather right yeah um sam raimi was they, a producer on they they hercules. they drove that joke into the ground it was like oh he's rich and the the, the mm-hmm. side character right his uh his his uh rival or whatever in it it was always like this this is rich corinthian leather every episode that guy had to mention how his outfit was made out of corinthian leather as if that meant anything to us kids man i I haven't seen young hercules in like 20 years so exciting there's a reason for that right like like this back no but like come on they've licensed so many things on streaming platforms how come i can't watch breaker high student bodies or young hercules I'm you know what? Saying. Like, yeah, look, like, look, well, student Come bodies on. is a whole thing. Cause the, the, the people who made student bodies, both the, the cast and the, the creators, they've talked about that a lot. It's just like, nobody owns it. No, like the, like the rights, the rights are with like some, like, like some company, like the company that made the show went bankrupt and some company bought the IP and put it into like some holding company. And then that company went out of business and some other company has it. And now like, it's all just sitting in a warehouse that Viacom owns or something. Right. And, and like, like nobody, like nobody at the, at whatever company owns it, nobody at that company made the decision to purchase student bodies. So they don't even know that they have it and they don't care that anybody wants it. Right. It is one of those things where, like, is there some way that we could, like, crowdsource this? Could we could we kickstart like, buying the rights to student bodies so that we could put it on body. Netflix? Because because it's it's I mean, like, I don't I don't know what those actors have gone on to do. But like, hopefully, hopefully the guy who played the lead in student bodies isn't like a, you know, conservative uh, mouthpiece or something like that now because you, you just you you turn over a rock these days and it's like oh that yeah, star from 1990 like, is like he's a neo-nazi now or something um because because hey by the way if you're allying yourself with a lot of right-wing propaganda at the moment you're hanging out with nazis so you know if you hang out with nazis you're a nazi that's the way that that works i don't i didn't make that rule mm-hmm. that's not my rule that's like a that's argue. like a rule of the universe Right. I, I used the analogy on, I think, our last episode 
you poop in the pool. Now the, now the, now the pool, the whole pool is dirty. Now the whole pool, you got poop on you. If you were in that pool, get out, wash yourself off. If you choose not to, and you stay in the pool with the poop, then I can only assume you like poop, right? So if you're hanging out with Nazis, I can only assume you agree with them and you think that they're pretty cool. And so, you know, I, and unfortunately there, there've been a lot of people like Hercules, Kevin Sorbo, who's like, I don't know. I think they've got a point. And you're like, no, they, well, they, they think they have a point and their point is very clear. It relies on people with the last name Cohen dying. So I don't agree with their point. We're not saying they don't have a point. We're just saying that the point that they're making is not a good one that, and we don't agree with that point. That's what we're saying. Kevin Sorbo. So, so here, here's, I will say Jamie Ellman, who is one of the stars of student bodies Mm -hmm. is decidedly Jewish. So much so that he made a web series or something called Yid Life Crisis or something. I I don't know. Happy to say, not a Nazi. So I, yeah, I, we can we can we can pretty pretty can uh, definitively say pretty that he is probably yeah. not a okay. Nazi. So you know, there's one down. Hopefully, I'll go through. There's actually some of these some of these people from Student Bodies. I'm like, I vaguely recognize you as a I, Canadian actor. I that would want be another thing. I want to reboot this show. Amanda, you're a producer. Can we figure this I out? Know. Can we I figure actually, this you, out? You, you know what you just you know what you just said in my brain where you're like, hey, could we just crowdsource the like? I'm just literally gonna go find out how much it would cost to get the rights to Student Bodies. I you could just look. I, me I know I've never written stuff. anything before. I know I've never written anything before. Like, <laughs> like just the garbage that I wrote when I was in film school. Right. That is not good. That like, even at the time I recognized this is not, this is not what I'm here for. Uh, I have, I have other skills <laughs> and, and that's why I ended up going into graphic design and I'm very happy with where I am with my career. That said, do you not think that I, I could write a really good pilot episode of a student bodies reboot. We've talked about student go. bodies enough that, you know, like that I have oh. a pretty deep knowledge of that show. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, oh, yeah. I think I could do it. I think I could do it. And I, think, I don't, I, I don't know that I have the energy or the will to do it, but I think that I have the, 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 the talent but, to do it. But like, here's the thing too, is that like these actors, we can get these actors. Oh, they're gettable. Say, like, they're the gettable teacher. actors. They're That's gettable. the thing. That's the thing, right? So you right? Can put them as the teachers and like make it. I mean, I don't know. You <laughs> have and like you, you must have like, connections with chorus, right? Like, like there's no way that you don't. Well, not me personally. I'm well. Come on, I mean, I like you've I been in the room with people, people before. I like I could go. Yeah, but like I mean, not to not to call them up and be like, by the way, let's reboot Student Bodies. <laughs> like, anyways. I, <laughs> this is one of those things where it's like it's like the how i met your mother episode where they're like we should totally buy a bar <laughs> this is one yeah. of those things where it's like we but, could totally do this you guys but this is the thing too with with it is that like there are animated parts to student bodies right <clears throat> like it's yeah like yeah it's cartoon segments and i happen to be in the animation industry mainframe so. let's do it michael I'm That's, excited and what a, to look what an this. angle what an angle on the reboot that like the new kid that's the lead that like he makes he li- makes like webtoons or something like that like go. he does yeah. he makes like yeah. computer animated Those stuff because that's yeah, what a kid today would do right they would or, or like yeah. like flash assisted 
like yeah. like computer assisted yeah. type two D stuff, right? They yeah. wouldn't they wouldn't do hand drawn comics. They would have like this yeah, other no. thing, or maybe like making a video game or something like that, right? Like like something yeah. that that revolves in like more like the three D realm. And 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 there it is. Let's I look. I think that we could put a pitch together. I think that I could write one episode. Somebody has to be pitching this somewhere. That could be it pretty can't good. Just not exist. But what? But like what? This- but but we need to pitch it, Amanda. You and yeah, I yeah, need yeah, to yeah. pitch it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I mean, here, and also I'm pretty there, sure 20th Century Fox owns this and they're not going to sell us the rights, but there's no way. Well, if 20th Century has it, then Disney has it and Disney'll make anything now cuz they've got Disney Plus. We've talked and they just about this content. before. We've talked about this before <clears throat> that they Actually, I went to a Disney Plus like thing like recently cuz I was I was at the CMPA primetime like television producers conference mm-hmm. and the Disney Plus guy for Canada was very shockingly like yeah we're looking to make anything not just kids content because we got a lot of that (laughs) and i'm like what hey okay this is my new thing i'm gonna go pitch student bodies to disney plus and be like you already own this content can i make it for you uh there's and there's no way amanda there's no way that we don't know somebody that knows jamie ellman Right, I know. Well, that of course, hundred. There's no way that, we are we actor, are no less than three degrees of separation from from him. But but I feel like not if like if we get him on board, right? Like if I write an episode and he's the like again the lead, but like that, that he's like sharing because this is the this is the this is the model now, right? Is that I don't we we have completely jumped off the Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is going to be awesome. Who cares? They don't need our help. <laughs> Student bodies needs our help. We're the only ones who can save student bodies, Amanda. Okay. And the model is right. that you have you have the two leads, right? You have you have like Saved by the Bell. I haven't watched it yet, but I already but like it's in all the trailers, right? You've got yeah, yeah. AC Slater, Mario Lopez, who is also he's, I think he's a bit of a piece of garbage, but then he said sorry for being a piece of garbage. But it was like, did you say sorry because you were gonna lose your job with with extra or because you actually mean it? Yes, of course. Um but whatever. He said sorry. So that's better than Kevin Sorbo, right? I uh who is like Kevin Sorbo is like, yeah, I said bad stuff. I'm gonna say more bad stuff. Here it comes. I think the Nazis are all right. Uh I don't that's not a direct quote, but like he's not far. <laughs> More or less. I think Trump's got some great ideas, only he's not going far enough. Let's get rid of all of them. All of who, Kevin Sorbo? You know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, Kevin Sorbo is a piece of trash. It's really unfortunate because I love that Hercules stuff. Um, but it's okay because Ryan Gosling is our real Hercules, right? I think we can all agree. That is a hundred percent. I'm on board with it. But that. the model is that you have the AC Slater and then you also have the new, the, like the young kid and you're telling both stories simultaneously. Where it's like, it's about A.C. Slater coming back to Bayside because his life has gone horribly wrong. And now he's, the only thing he can do is be the P.E. teacher at Bayside. So now he's one of the zany teachers because all the teachers in Saved by the Bell. Crystal and I are watching through Saved by the Bell right now. Fantastic. So good. So good. So, I mean, like, everybody's like, oh, Saved by the Bell. It's, yeah, it's good. It's good for what it is. And like, no, no, no. Saved by the Bell has some top tier comedy writing. Fantastic. Phenomenal writing. Um, it is what it is. It's a Saturday morning cartoon show with live action people about kids in a high school, but it's very, very good writing. There's, there are very funny jokes in it. Um, but we do that, right? Like where you've got, like you bring back Jamie Ellman and he's like, he's like teaching the art class 
at the school, right? Like now he's a teacher and that's what, that's what he does. And the, and, and he had a career, whatever, but he's like, ah, whatever it's too. And, and we can make some statements about the animation industry. Right. Uh, and about how it burns people out and then they just end up being teachers. I, uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's something to say there. We've got some, some actual like meat on the bones with that, but, we, but don't worry, we're not going to go too hard because obviously the animation industry is also making this show. So, you know, we're, we're going to, we got to ride that line, but it's okay. We can do it. Tread carefully. Yes. And then, and then there's the new kid, like the, the young kid, the teenager that we're going to bring in, uh, not a freshman. Cause, cause that's too young. Right. So they got to be what is sophomore, right. In high school and get this. Here's the twist, Amanda. It's a girl. Whoa. <laughs> that's, half a joke. that's half a joke because I think now, that's been done so many times of like, oh, the yeah, lead yeah. of the original one was a guy. This one's a girl. I don't think we do that. But but I think we have a cool opportunity you know, on a project. It hasn't been done enough that it's passe. I feel like you could still do it and I th- it'd be okay. I think it's been anyway, done yeah. enough that it's pandering. Not that it's passe, but that like yeah. it feels like pandering. Like, like, hey, inclusivity, it's a person of color and they're a girl, right? Like, I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like that's just kind of like, that's how we're going to reboot it. Um, it's that's not to say that that's not the path, but we're just, this is a workshop right now. We're not making decisions. I come for the podcast where we discuss our yeah. television ideas. I'm going to, it's going to be so good because I'm going to title this episode. We pitch a student bodies reboot and people are going to be like, what is student bodies? Because like, let's be real. It doesn't mean as much to anybody outside of Canada as it does to us. Like, yeah. But so here's, here's the thing. And I'm serious on this one. We have an opportunity. And obviously if, if, if we made the show, we would bring in a writer's room to address all of this. And it wouldn't just be a, mostly straight cisgendered white guy writing these perspectives and pretending like he knows anything about this, but we'd have an opportunity to make a group of high schoolers that look like actual high schoolers today and have like, like a trans kid or non-binary or like, you know, like, like to not to like check things off, but to just be like, Hey, like we could actually tell these stories with these characters. Right. Um, because student bodies was really cool in the way that it it actually did it took like the the save by the bell model very much like it's totally inspired or by that high model? or degrassi right like- well it's kind of, i feel like student bodies sat right in the middle of those two right because degrassi was always too soap opera right yeah. and then save by yeah. the bell was too inconsequential right like like every episode we're going to end back at the status quo, like a sitcom. Right. And student yeah. bodies in the first season was a little bit more like saved by the bell. But then in the second season, they were like, let's, let's tell some real stories with these characters. And they went to places and they were like, let's talk to teenagers about actual teenage issues and like sex and all of that stuff. Like that's what, that's what made the show good. Right. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. that every 30 seconds they had a bad cartoon in the middle it where you're like this is there's there's nothing funny about the guy he sneezes and then the whole school explodes with boogers that's not funny nobody nobody watching the show was like this is what i'm here for right but uh but it was like i think the thing that made student bodies important to us at the age that we were is that the show was like hey 
this is stuff that you guys are actually dealing with. Right. And it, and like, it actually went there. So I don't know. I think, I think that there's a, I think that there's a real opportunity on this one. Saved by the bell is actually very successful. So right now is the right time to pitch this. So I I have to say somebody has got to be pitching it already. And if they're not, then you are right. We are, we are at it. I also want everybody to like, be really clear. We're not talking about the slasher like film from the 1980s. (laughs) I think there's a slasher film called student bodies. Um, but it's, it's not. And everybody, come on. It's like, I can't, I don't even know what the theme song is, but you got to know the like student bodies. Yeah. (laughs) Like it just has this like weird, the theme song. I want to just license the theme song and put it in our podcast. I feel like if nothing else. Uh, who, who did this theme song for Student Bodies? This is making me happy to like explore all these random things. I think Anyways. I think we scrap the Thunderquack podcast. And every and every two weeks you and I idea. just we just keep we just keep workshopping this. And we just there keep going. Go. And, and that's and you know the podcast now. Like sorry. That sorry, the guys. Half, that's it. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> this is I, like I didn't know going into the 80th episode of the Thunder Quack podcast that it was going to be our last one. But you know what? This <laughs> is the hand we've been dealt. We have an opportunity to reboot student bodies and it's right in front of us. And we would be idiots <laughs> not to take it. I'm going to forget that we ever had this conversation within two days. <laughs> of course. that's how it works but i love the idea of you and i taking half of each podcast to pitch a different reboot of a (laughs) 90s canadian television show (laughs) that nobody has heard of uh anyways it's gonna be a thing for me to try to track this down like i'm like i I feel like go ahead go ahead go ahead i feel like i feel like what has happened is that um 20th century fox or, or like 20th century like you're right it's that a, a Canadian was one of the producers and there was a company and that person is, has a past. And I think they probably had some rights to something still. And now there was also an American company that was an international distributor. And then that company folded and then it got like looped into 20th century. And then when, fo- when that dissolved, it became like 20th century. And it's just, I think stuck between a whole bunch of stuff. I'm very excited. It's like a nice mystery for me to try to figure out yeah, who it's in right Actually, has the rights to this property. So the theme song was written by Judith Henderson, by the way. I don't know who Judith Henderson. I, I don't know, but but Judith That's Henderson cool. wrote the theme song for Student Bodies, okay. um, and also the I don't know. Uh, it looks it it looks like Judith Henderson may have also composed the score for Are You Afraid of the Dark. Which has already been rebooted, so we can't we can't we can't pitch that right. one. But but yeah. here's here's my here here's the pitch for the next episode. And if we remember, okay. we should totally spend twenty minutes talking about this at the end of the next episode and keep this going. Okay. Here's just the taste of what the next one is, and then we're gonna wrap up the episode. Breaker high, <laughs> but it takes okay. place in 2020. So the first episode is in like January of 2020 and everybody's like oh, getting no. ready to get on the boat. <laughs> and then there, and then COVID happened. It's cause like, cause they're like, Oh, it's going to be like, like spring break is, is, is when, yeah. or, or, or it's like the summer or whatever. Right. So it's like, so everybody like meets in person in like January beforehand. And it's like, Oh, it's the summer is going to be great. 
aboard this ship. It's gonna this is gonna be fantastic, and we're, like we're gonna learn so much and see so many things, and it's gonna, this is gonna be the most amazing experience of our lives. And then COVID happens, and then the rest of the series, and this is this is where it costs nothing to make, happens over Zoom. I was good. I knew that that was the punchline, and I was so excited for it. Yes, <laughs> I love it. I'm here for this idea. Because it's like, because the whole thing about the first breaker high is like, oh, they're on a boat. They go to Rome. They go to this place. They go to Egypt. And it's like, that. this doesn't make sense. This cruise is so expensive. (laughs) This semester at sea is like, they're not at sea. They're traveling the whole world. This is, this doesn't make any sense. I, Yeah. But their semester at sea gets canceled, but they still need their credits for college or whatever. So they all have to like a Zoom, like virtual tour. So they all have to like, they got to like Zoom with a guy in Rome. And he's like, yeah, this is Rome. I can't take you anywhere. Lockdown is serious in this country. And you got, and you've got like one character and he's got a MAGA hat on. And he's like, some he's like some like teenage, like the, like the obnoxious kid in Knives Out, right? Like that. He's like, he's like the the 15 year old who thinks that he's a, a conservative, that he's, he's part of the young Republicans or whatever. Right. Yeah. COVID's a hoax. Right. And it's like, and yeah, I, th- I, again, another great show. We're going to explore, we'll get deeper into that one. I think that we can workshop both of these shows at the same time. I think it's fine. <gasps> you know what i could also look at is it looks like there was a french version of the show made called vice versa so maybe there's like ways to like option like parts of it to do so anyway that's cool if it's not called student bodies i'm off the project amanda okay i walk okay okay who's gonna write it you are you gonna write it (laughs) you're not gonna write it um you I have a lot of writers that I know, though, Mike. I'm a producer. I feel like I'll be okay. But how many of them actually drew comics in high school? Okay. Right? I mean, that's fair. Like, that's I mean, where only I... only a handful of them. That's where I feel I like I am uniquely qualified to tell... What was the lead character's name? I'm acting like I'm like this... Like, I'm such a... a student bodies like i love the show like like don't get me wrong I, yeah, 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 that yeah. is real <laughs> but we don't know but i don't right. remember any of the characters names uh cody yeah. <laughs> cody miller right yeah. who better to tell cody miller's story than 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 like a real life cody miller you know what i'm saying Ooh, like cody's, a, cody's a, a gender neutral name too you could totally have a bingo cody. bingo see I, bingo. I like see jamie ellman just played cody I lived it, Amanda. You are. I lived it. There you go. Thinking that that I could draw cartoons and that that would make girls think that I was cool. And then and then they would want to date me. Right? Like, because that's his whole thing is that he's like, oh, check out these cartoons I'm drawing. It's like, bud, your cartoons suck. They're terrible. <laughs> no one's willing to tell you. Your comics aren't funny, man. And nobody told me either. Nobody told me. Nobody was like, yeah, you kind of just draw the same thing over and over. It's not really... You're not actually, that's not true. I did have friends who told me that and it hurt my feelings a lot of the time. They were right, but it's, it's you know, I was 14. It still hurt. I, I remember one time cause I, we used to draw Dragon Ball Z characters because that was the cool thing to do when I was 14 years old. Uh, and uh, my friend Jeremy was like, we were taught cause we all drew Dragon Ball characters and he said he was like, oh, man, you just like like you draw you draw the clothes so, so well. 
And I was like, oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm pretty good at like designing costumes and stuff like that. And he's like, no, no, we're all good at designing costumes. I was just talking about the way that you draw like the folds in the fabric. And I was just like, I was so dejected after that. Like he just like, like I thought that he was like building me up. And then he just immediately was like, no, you're not any good at that. Everybody can do that. I was like, no, we're better. I'm better at drawing that, the at designing costumes than you, but like, you're good at drawing the folds in the pants. I was like, cool. Thanks guy. Real backhanded, backhanded I mean, compliment on that one. But I am, I, I am pretty good at it. So. Having dealt with a bunch of notes today where the artist didn't get the folds right in the pants. Oh yeah, there's an art to it that yeah. is a. Uh, yeah, I'm not the best. Yeah. Uh, by it, the way, but... hey, you should Google Alan Silberberg, who was one of the original creators. I feel like we could get him on board. Like you and him could remake student bodies. Alan like, Silverberg. Silberberg. Silber. How do I spell yeah, this? Sil- Silber. S i l b e r b e r g. Okay. I mean, that's still a Jewish he, last name. And I'm looking at this guy, yeah. and I think this guy's probably Jewish. So I ju- I'm just he saying we got that we got that going for latches. us. You know, because you know. calls meet the latches and meet the matzah. So yeah. Uh, like, probably. Because you guys know, you guys know that we um, secretly control everything, right? That's why, <laughs> that's why this podcast only has 200 listeners. That's how I want it. <laughs> that's what I'm going for, you guys. Every time somebody's like the secret cabal of Jewish, it's like, where's my cut? Where's my cut? So, so here's the thing that I've just decided. Yeah. We are going to reach out to Alan Silberberg, one of the creators of Student Bodies, who has some books coming out this month. And we're going to interview him on the podcast and talk about Student Bodies. I think that would be a fun thing for us to do. I think it's possible because if if he's not if there's not another artist drawing the cartoons on this, written and illustrated by Alan Silverberg. I think we might be in trouble because I said that the cartoons sucked. <laughs> and it looks like oh, I th- I think he drew the cartoons. No, I like but I'm going to walk it back a little bit because I was that was for comedic effect. I was being exaggerated. I do think okay, that they like I do think that the like oh the guy sneezes and then boogers come out of the thing. It was like it was a little bit childish for like then these are teenagers. But but I think I also admitted that when I was 15 years old, I wasn't drawing anything any more clever than that either. So and It also is like the che- the stuff that you could animate for the budget that they probably had. Yeah, for sure. For sure. The style wasn't the issue. So that's going to be my caveat on that. Like the style of drawing wasn't the issue. I just think, I think that they, for, I think that the, the audience today, the kids today are a little bit more sophisticated and booger jokes aren't going to fly. They're just not going to fly. I don't think that that works. I don't even think that works with like Cara and Cassie as much as it did with us. Right. Because when because when we were kids, jokes ever worked for me. But when we were kids, Sega had a game called Boogerman on the like on the Sega Genesis, and the subtitle to Boogerman was a pick and flick adventure. And I'll tell you, us ten year old boys, we thought that was the height of comedy. It's a pick and flick adventure, right? Like when you pick your nose and you flick your boogers, because he's Boogerman, and that's what he does. He shoots boogers out of his nose at the bad guys and he can like cool. he can use his boogers to do different things it's his superpower 
So, so I like, I like, I do think that, you know, like they, it was a little bit more, that was the nineties, right? We were coming off of Nickelodeon and everybody getting slimed all the time. So it makes sense, right? Just <laughs> Ellen Silberberg, please come on our podcast. Let's I like, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. We, we're we're going to finish this podcast and then we're going to tweet him and be like, Hey, Alan, want to come talk to us about <laughs> student bodies? Yeah. Let's and be so good. Wow. I'm just gone away from us. I <laughs> am I know. We should have ended like forty minutes ago, right? Before we should have we shouldn't have even done the Doctor Strange thing. It was like, oh, we've been talking for a long time. We went off on all these tirades, these tangents and stuff like that. Like we don't need to talk about Doctor Strange. But then we did, and then it led us here because it's the multiverse of madness. It's not the multiverse of let's cool. all be cool and chill. It's the multiverse of madness, Amanda. And what's more insane? Then starting at Doctor Strange and ending at, should we have the creator of of student bodies on our podcast in the year 2022? <laughs> Which tells you that like we have no we have no grand plan for this podcast of it like ever being anything when we're like not because we already it's talked about of- Jamie Elman, the star of student bodies who I think is a totally reasonable person for us to track down his, if he even still has a publicist, I don't know what kind of stuff he's doing right now. Right. Yeah. He's been doing, he's he's been doing, he's he's doing VO stuff and that sort of thing. I don't know that he necessarily has a publicist, right? He's been doing star Wars. Yeah. uh, Video games. No, he's working. He's a working actor. Like I'm not, I'm not throwing shade. I'm just saying he's not, I I don't think he's at the level where we got to like go through his agent. You know what but I mean? look, we could have probably reached out to him to be on the podcast, and instead we've decided. But that we could. But instead, we're like, <laughs> let's get the creator of the show and talk to him about student I bodies. I just feel like you would have more insight into how to remake student bodies than the actor. Having known a lot of actors, I feel like actors yeah. are like, yeah, it was a good time, but wouldn't necessarily. How do you think he's gonna feel when I say to him, like, so, Alan, I've never written anything. <laughs> not once not once i wrote i did i we had to make a do a screenplay for i uh, i uh, uh, class in in film school so i did but that i'm gonna write the whole thing that's that's the one time but 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 i i really believe that i can write this <laughs> do you think he's gonna be like follow your bliss like do you think he's gonna like i think like that's the real question for mm-hmm. me is is he going to be like, if you think you can do it, then you should do it. Or he's going to be like, oh, you have no idea how hard it actually is. And like, you, like this takes well, probably a little skill. bit of both. Maybe a little, a little bit, bit of both. both. And I, I will say like, I, like of all the things, like here's just like pitching one-on-one. Cause again, I've been yeah. in like pitching workshops all week, but it's like, why you, why are you the right person to make this particular project? And I will say Mike, you are one of the right people to make this that's particular what, that, project. That's so. exa- that's what I'm saying. Like, like we've talked about all sorts of stuff in the past and we've talked about it in like a joking, like, Oh, we're no, we're serious. I'm really like legitimately serious that like there is like, literally I can't think of a better person. If there's another person out there who had the high school experience of drawing comics to try to impress girls and then ending up going in a completely different direction in his adult life. But that's kind of still the same thing. And it's like, but like, at what point do I, am I putting too much of myself into it? Like, does, does Cody have a podcast? Like, right. Like, but like, where do we, where do we pull that back? Actually, you know what? Maybe the new Cody has a podcast. 
Instead of oh, you know what? instead of doing comics, this, maybe maybe the new Cody maybe. has a podcast. Maybe but she has. I will a podcast. say I think that I think that you and Alan are going to get along. And I will say that this Alan guy, I like him because he did a little cartoon on December twenty first that said, "Just get your vaccine, wear a mask, start behaving like you're on Survivor." Anyways, it just yeah he he I, he he's pro mask and vaccine so so good in. The next time we record is going to be with you in Indonesia. <laughs> but also, I'm going to put this out there. You're going to be in Indonesia. You're going to work during your working hours. And then you're going to have like nothing to do cuz you got cuz you you're like I'm 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 hoping that you develop some relationships and make some friends over there, right? Like obviously. Obviously that'll be a part of it, right? And so so you'll you'll have people but at the same time, I think you're going to find yourself with more free time than than you do at home. Do you think that while you're in Indonesia, you could really work on this? And when you're back, one of the first things that we do is we have Alan Silverberg on the podcast. And, to we, talk and about we talk about our bodies. student body switch. I, I, okay, so, so here's the thing. It gives me time to write an episode because I can write 22 pages like, in a couple of months. Why don't you, okay, I, what I can commit to is trying to figure out who actually has the rights to this thing. Yeah. And then it is a thing that while I'm there, I have projects that I'm working on pitch decks for. And it is something that I do plan on spending a lot of my spare time, like just doing more of the thing that I do all the time and that I love. So we should wrap up this podcast and then just continue to talk the two of us. Cause I feel like now, now we're in a, we're, we started in like, we should do this. Like, like we should do, we should buy a bar. And then it turned into a joke. And then we did the break or high thing, which I still think is a great idea. Like I, and it's very doable. It's very good. But, but then we've circled all the way back around to like, this is a real thing that you and I could do. Like, this is like, like no joke. This is a real thing that you and I absolutely have the skill and experience to put together the pitch for. And like, maybe I'm not the writer at the end of the day, but to get this off the ground, maybe I am right. Like maybe I can, I can, can do that. So like, yes. Thank you guys for listening. This has been an episode. It's like, I didn't podcast at all last week. So that's what I'm going to blame two hours and 44 minutes on. I, (laughs) that like, I got, I just, there's so much in me and I had to get it out. I have been doing this for 80 episodes. My goodness. We've been doing Here's the thing, Amanda. We've been doing this for 80 episodes. I know. This nonsense. So Thunderquack, episodes. right? <laughs> That's not including the, I don't how many episodes of Arrow are there? We did all of so that. So many. Right? So many Arrow episodes. Uh, not to mention all of the Star Wars content that I've done over the years. And then Pullbox Podcast and every other defunct podcast that was a bad idea that I did for a little while and then stopped doing. I uh, On that note, hey guys. We're bringing back pullbacks, pullbox podcast next week. I, uh, Curtis and I are going to be doing so because there's no Marvel stuff right now, um, to do enough set episode of there, there, we had the conversation of like, Oh, we go back, but obviously we want Amanda to be a part of that. Um, so, so we're not going to do that right now. We, but Curtis and I are going to talk about the first volume of why the last man, uh, was sort of pull, going back into a book that we would have done back in the day. It's surprising that we never did Why the Last Man with all the Brian K. Vaughn stuff that we did on Pullbox. Um, and we're going to talk about another book called Monstress, 
uh, like like M O N M O. This is the brain fog. This is the COVID brain fog. Is like spelling a word out loud is difficult to do. M O N S T R E S S. It's kind of a cool book. It's a little bit of effort to get through. The first volume is over two hundred pages, and it's a it can be a little bit dry at times. But there's something there. by the end of the first volume you're like okay now we got a story but unfortunately it takes 200 pages to get there i will have lots more to say but i do think it's worth a read because i i I think i'll probably read the next volume keep going with it um but why the last man is one of the best comic books of the last 15 20 years and uh with a very bad to mediocre uh television adaptation so we're going to talk about that next week me and curtis you're also going to get an episode of Off the Record this week because technically Off the Record should be next week. But because Curtis and I didn't record Pullbox Podcast last week because I was sick, I owe you guys an episode somewhere. So this week you guys are going to get uh, uh, an Off the Record. And then next week you're going to get a Pullbox slash Thunderquack um, because it'll be in this feed. Like you don't, you don't have to go subscribe to something else and you'll get it early on Patreon and all that stuff. But it, but for all intents and purposes, it will be an episode of the full box podcast with me and Curtis. So that's cool. It's exciting. I'm excited to, to, to bring that back. Cause that's, that's the one of all of the shows that we used to do that I miss doing because Curtis makes me read stuff that I wouldn't otherwise read. Um, and then in, and then I guess in two weeks, I, I, I'm going to figure that out. I, I, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate cause, it. cause yeah, I'll, 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 I'll pull in a guest. We'll figure I'll, I got two weeks to figure it out. Uh, but you'll have an, another episode of the Thunderquack podcast with a special guest at the look guys at the end of the day, I it'll probably be Curtis. He's the, he's the fallback <laughs> on this one, but I'll try and find somebody else. I'll try and pull in somebody different. You guys can tweet suggestions at me, at me if you want. Um, I might not listen because I'm going to do whatever I want because there's only 200 people listening. There's no low risk, high reward, low risk, no reward. There you go. Uh, so it really doesn't matter either way. Um, that's it. I got to edit this podcast. So we're done. Thank you we're guys done. for listening. And uh, we're going to reboot student bodies. <laughs> Stay safe, everybody. Wash your hands and be kind to one another. Follow the Thunderquack Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by searching the Thunderquack Podcast. You can support us in three ways. First, by heading to the podcast service of your choice and leaving a rating and review. Second, by going to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merch from your favorite podcasts. And last but not least, by heading to patreon.com slash thunderquack to kick in with your monthly pledge of support and get cool rewards like early access and extended episodes. The Thunderquack Podcast is the official podcast of thunderquack.com. Head to thunderquack.com to discover more great podcasts.